All right, another quick podcast this week. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up. Someone uh, sent me an email and asked for a little bit more clarity on using flight numbers to uh, search for flights. Before I get into this, I really want to say thank you to everyone who's donated. Um, it's been great. And I helped somebody get a job. It was an online job that they really wanted with a pretty popular company that works with schools. This person was working in the school. They wanted to transition and uh, help them with the resume and a few other things. They got a job and sent me an amazing basket of food, which I wasn't expecting. This basket of food just showed up and my wife was like, what is this? And uh, then uh, I'm like, wait a second, there's no note in here. So I, <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. But I'm like, you know, I did help somebody last week. Let me reach out to them. And they're like, yes. And I forgot to put a note in. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to creep you out. But anyway, really appreciate that. All right. So as with all of these podcasts, this will be very quick. Um, so here's the flight matrix, which I covered before. I'm not going to go into it. I have done a search from Atlanta to Los Angeles. And uh, January 16th and coming back on the 24th. Okay. And my price... 2072 and change in the flight number to start with here is Delta 471. So first I go and I'm going to Google search Delta 471. Now, this is why I'm going to do that. Kind of make certain that this flight exists and it exists recently. Flight matrix should be up to date, but I always do this. And then I really like to use FlightAware when I'm researching flights. Now, FlightAware doesn't give you a price necessarily that means anything and i know they have booking and stuff on here sometime i've never booked through this but it does tell you if statistically this flight is reliable if you're flying out of somewhere like shanghai you need to use flight aware to see if your flight is reliable or not i have sat in the shanghai airport for an additional eight hours before for unreliable flights so this can save you a lot of time and there are other flights you can take so there's no reason not to research this so anyway, um, you know, generally when I look at FlightAware, I can see information about the flight and know how frequently it is, how frequently it comes and goes, etc. All right. I'm going to go to Delta and on Delta, I, I went just, I have not logged in. So I'm not, I do have air miles with Delta. Um, I have, I actually have an air miles program with everybody, even if I haven't invested in the program with a credit card or something, I always sign up for free. I'm telling you it's worth it. Get off Expedia and these other like resellers just book directly. It takes a little more time, but it is such a better overall experience. All the airlines are bad. Okay. No one is really good. Customer service is annoying. Like you can get lucky, but you know, it's always going to be annoying. So just reduce the annoyance and got a better chance of getting some free stuff. So why not? All right. So I booked the same destination, the same dates. This is important. Flights, flight numbers can happen um, basically every day. But occasionally what happens is a flight number is reassigned. And uh, so you just always want to double check when you're looking, when you're using the matrix destination and the date range matches what you put into Delta. Don't just go to Delta and say, show me like the month of January and then start looking for your flight number. That, that may not work. 
So I come here and I list, and then on my keyboard, so I'm using a computer to do this. This is much harder to do on a mobile phone. I can do it on a mobile phone. I don't recommend you use a mobile device for this. Um, yes, they do have mobile responsive websites and apps, but it's not the same, okay? So Windows computer, control F, Apple computer, command, or old school Apple key F, and put in the flight number, in this case, 471. And here's the flight. Okay, and the basic fare is the one that was quoted. And uh, yeah, it's pretty close. The flight matrix was pretty close. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really that much more to get like Comfort Plus and Premium Select, et cetera. So that's kind of cool. So uh, this is the same flight. And then I would start booking from here. If you go to a website and you can't find, go back here. If you go to a website and let's say that you were looking at um, like, I don't know, let me, let me like ANA is a good one. They have partners and they do co-chairs. So you go to ANA and you put the flight number in and it doesn't show up anywhere. Find out who the actual partner airline is. Find out who the co-chair is. Jump over to their website and try to find the flight number. I have had situations, I, I think with Air Canada actually, where, and I booked a friend, so I booked someone, and this is the worst when you're doing the reservation. I actually booked a flight for someone, it was a code share with Air Canada and United. And you could only find the flight on United because I booked with my miles. So even though they were on Air Canada over half the time, they were not helpful. And Air Canada, like this person freaked out at the airport. So they go up and they're like, oh, I'm trying to get information on my flight. And they're like, you're not on this flight. We can't even find you. It, it was ridiculous. And yes, they had a ticket. They, they even had their ticket in their hand. I'm like, you know, they're panicking. I'm like, you have your ticket? I'm like, yeah, show them the boarding pass. Um, you know, obviously you're on the flight. But you could only go to the United website to check in, to do your seats, even though you're on the Air Canada flight most of the time. So this doesn't happen all the time, but it does happen sometimes. So check out those code share partners. All right. If you have any other questions about booking flights or getting information or trying to reduce your costs, let me know. Uh, the most important thing with any travel, especially in a, kind of an, an inflationary environment, is that you spread the cost out. Don't book your entire summer in May and pay for it in May. Spread the cost out. This is a cash flow game. Pay for some, like book some hotels in February. You usually aren't prepaying for hotels, but book them out in February. Then March, April, get your tickets, pay for those. Collect your reimbursement later if you can. However you can do it, spread your cost out. If your school's buying your tickets, great. Whatever additional things you want to pay for the summer, maybe Airbnb, maybe a rental car. You can't always pay for that stuff in advance, but you can put the money aside. Pretend that right now in February is the, is the money that you need to spend in July. Put that aside. Open another account just for your summer and move that money over and forget about it. This will definitely help with your budget and you won't be pinching pennies so much on, on flights because a good flight, especially if you're eight hours to 14 hours in the air one way, a good flight makes a really big difference on how you start your vacation and how you start school year.